we are. It's season two of the Loud Pedal, Monday night. I am joined by my co-host, Big Daddy, Michael Clark Griswold. PBR, Josh Schaefer. What's up, everybody? Jennifer, the ghost, Houseman, and of course, me, the mouth. We have a special guest to kick off the new season, the promoter's promoter, Brett Dale. Welcome to the show, Brett. Thanks for having me. I didn't know I was first on a new season. Yeah, well, man. You start yeah, off the year actually, with a bang. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We, yeah, yeah. We go, big, go big or go home. There you go. Yeah, so, it's coming uh, quick. I mean, for us, yeah. we're only a few, what are we, uh, what's today, the fourth? We're yep. 22 days away from being on the track for practice at, uh, at Bubba Raceway, so it's coming That's quick crazy. for us. We, we can't wait here. We can't, we're, we're itching. We're itching for it. We're, we're, yeah. We just can't wait. Yeah, it really was a short, short deal for us. You know, like November 21st, we raced to Georgetown, and now, uh, you know, it's only three weeks away. That's so sum up, yeah. So sum up 2020. It was pretty much a shit show with the Chinese buffet flu going on. Uh, how did you pull off what you pulled off? Because we were just amazed. It was a hard season, um, especially in New York. You know, we really never, uh, we never really got going up there. Um, but by the time May came, you know, I saw everybody was itching to get racing. And uh, that's when we started the deal and went down south and ran um, ran a Tri-County racetrack in Cherokee, which was cool. You know, North Carolina, South Carolina, that was fun. And um, it kind of got us going. And then once we got back from there in the middle of June, um, Delaware and Pennsylvania opened up. And then a little bit later, New Jersey. But um, you know, we were able to rent a bunch of different tracks, you know, went to, went down there. We went to uh, Potomac, uh, which was pretty cool with the modifieds in June because uh, everybody else was still closed. Um, you know, the end of the year stuff, we went to Louisiana, uh, right on the Texas line, actually, Arklatex was only a quarter mile from, from the Texas border. I never thought I'd see the day that we'd be racing that close <laughs> to Texas, but um, yeah, or towing our series trailer across the Mississippi river was another thing I never thought I'd do. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. You know, we were able to go do things. And I actually think it helped the modifieds. Um, I think going to these different areas and getting different fans, you know, eyes on the cars. Um, I think it for the division, it was a good thing. Cause I haven't, I haven't gotten bad reviews, you know, wherever we went, the, the local people seem to embrace our cars. I mean, we're spoiled to have them all the way around us. Um, but you know, in, in Louisiana, the, the, the modifieds were IMTA cars with asphalt flicks and no roof. Um, so when we came in there and we're zipping around in 14 seconds, it really turned to people's heads. So how did the, how did the whole deal with the North Carolina, South Carolina kind of fall into place? Did you already have contacts down there that you reached out to, or did you just kind of reach out? To uh, Ray, yeah. Ray Cook is the, well, the late model. I mean, he's a legend, late model driver. Ray Cook is the promoter of Tri-County Racetrack in Brasstown, North Carolina. And he's also the biggest dealer for American racer tires, uh, in the Southeast. So I had actually met him at PRI, um, in their booth. So I, you know, we had met before, but, um, he went and did the big late model race that kind of reopened racing after the COVID shutdowns at his track. And it was on uh, flow racing and dirt on dirt and was a big deal. And, um, so I just gave him a call. I, I mean, I had met him once in my life and I offered to rent the track from him and, you know, he was pretty, pretty receptive to everything, but we had to get it approved by the local sheriff. And, you know, we were towing race cars from New York and Delaware and all these places in the North Carolina with these big signs on the highway that said stay home. 
Um, you know, uh, we were, we were pushing a little bit and, um, but lo- luckily for us, the sheriff there really liked racing. He actually brought a couple of his buddies, um, to watch, watch our cars race. And, um, you know, he was really cool and, and that kind of got us in there. Then Cherokee, um, had heard about what we were doing, um, with Ray cook and they were, they were, I don't know, seven, eight miles over the, the South Carolina line. So at that time, South Carolina was open for fans. So we went down there on Saturday and actually, and actually had fans had a really good crowd, really good crowd for something that we came up with a week in advance. Um, so I had never met those guys before either. And, um, but it was a really cool experience. That's for sure. Now, did you reach out to any drivers prior or were you just kind of like, we're going to put this together and I'm pretty sure people are going to come kind of like field of dreams. I was pretty sure, um, you know, I sent some texts out just for some feelers, but everybody was so anxious to race. The hardest part of that whole trip was that we, for Tri-County, we were only allowed 30 haulers. And I actually had 72 cars that wanted to go. Oh, wow. um, so that was the hardest thing as a promoter because you had to turn away 40 cars. Um, but, you know, that's what we had to do. And, uh, you know, I'd like to be able to go back down um, to North Carolina and South Carolina when we didn't have a conflict. And, and let everybody come because I think the um, I think the tracks would really welcome us back. But the racers at that point, it was Memorial Day weekend. They were ready. I mean, they raced. Oh, yeah. Some people raced with us at Georgetown and then didn't race again. Some people hadn't raced at all. So, um, you know, they were ready to go. So next year, I called it. I said, if the Port Royal fifty-three thousand dollar to win race is a success, Brett's going to make it happen again, and you did. So next year, or I'm sorry, this year, still getting used to it, you're going to have $250,000 to win races. Have you written a check to Matt Williamson yet? Yeah, we'll see if we can get over the border first, right? It depends on the close. Oh, oh, no, we'll sneak him in. We'll sneak that little bastard in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, how can we not go back to Port Royal? I mean, that's the way I looked at it. Um, you know, the, the facility's awesome. The surface is awesome. The camping was cool. The concessions, the bathrooms, the pit area, the people, the fair board, like everything about Port Royal is just, you know, off the charts. It, it, and there was no reason not to go back. Um, but, you know, the Fonda 200, when we did it in 2019, you know, we left there feeling the same way. Yeah, you know, we had a good crowd, a great finish. You know, it was a, we had, it was just, a, it was an overall good weekend, a good party. We had a band. Um, so I just looked at it like if we do two, you know, if we do them a month apart, um, it gives people time to regroup financially, you know, fans to get their money back together to go to another big one, gives right. the racers some time for those yeah. 200s. And yep. um, so, yeah, we're going to give it a shot. I mean, I'm I'm hoping, uh, you know, fingers crossed that by September, we're going to be able to have some fans in New York State and we'll be able to go ahead with it. Um, you know, and obviously Port Royal, that'll be a that'll be big. And, you know, we're going to work on making both of those races bigger, um, working on some sponsors now for Port Royal and. Um, we put out when we released our font, our uh, Fonda schedule for the 2021 season that that uh, 200 is going to be a thousand dollars to take the green, which is pretty huge um, for a 40 car starting field. Yes, wow. it is. Yeah. Um, how how did you <clears throat> going to Port Royal? How did this? That's in sprint car country, obviously. How did the fans? Were they very receptive to the Northeast? Uh, they call them the mud turtles. Were they very receptive to having mud turtles on their sprint car track? Yeah, it seemed like the, it's warmed up. Uh, the first year we went was 2018, and we actually had the 410s with it on a Friday night in October. 
And, uh, you know, I think that was a good thing because I got the sprint cars there to see our cars. And then the second year we went, we had super late models um, running with us, and that brought a whole other group of people. Um, so, I, you know, I thought the, the crowd was really good at Port Royal. I mean, obviously it wasn't a Tuscarora or, you know, Weikert or one of those huge races that they have that they've built up over the years. But we had a really good crowd for a modified race in sprint car country, and that's something that hasn't been done. Um, you know, even our BAPS races, you know, we've had some really good races at BAPS, but we've not ever really pulled a really good crowd, you know. Um, so it was nice to see, it was nice to see that many people, um, come out for a modified event, you know, in that area. And, you know, part of it was, you know, we had all the big names and the, and the 50 grand it's a, for, for a race fan, it's pretty intriguing. And the other part of it was, you know, Port Royal's reputation. Everybody knows yeah. they're going to a yep. first class place. So and it was nice. It was nice to see the mix of PA Jersey New York guys all come together as a fan for me, that's, that's, that's awesome. It's like in Eastern States, you know, you have everybody from Canada here, there and everywhere getting together all the best of the best, supposedly in the Northeast going, going for a big prize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were missing only a few, um, you know, obviously like Von Doren had entered and then he, that's when he hurt his, his back and stuff. And, you know, we had a few that missed it, but I think, you know, for next year, when you look at the, a 200 lap race with all that racing and the last 10 laps, you still have Williamson on the bottom and freezing right around the guardrail. It tells you that you got a racetrack that you really can run 200 laps on. Um, and that's, that's a big part of it. You know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to get a racetrack that you can legitimately race all 200 laps. I mean, Oswego had it one time and, you know, then they kind of lost it. And, you know, I know at Fonda, we were stressed out for weeks trying to figure out what to do to the track to make it right for 200 laps. It's just a whole different animal. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, you have arguably the two of the best this year and uh, Shepard and Freeze and uh, basically going head to head every race that you've held. What is that like as a promoter? It's pretty cool because they're so different. You know, the the way that they the way that they they achieve greatness, you know, obviously both of them do, but they do it differently. You know, Stewie's, you know, a little bit more outgoing and he's uh, he's one of these guys that's always on the top and on the cushion. And, you know, Matt is a little bit more low key, you know, he, he's really straight, really smooth with the car. And, um, there were several races this year where they ran, you know, Delaware international was one where uh, you know, yep. Stu ended up winning, running the top, but then you had the race at Chatham, you know, the yep. Louisiana race, which was completely wild. Um, you know, they were bobbing and weaving lap cars and, you know, both of them led the race for 20 grand and Shepard ended up prevailing on that one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool to have them both, you know, and they are, they are very, very different, you know, the, the way that they conduct themselves, the way that they race, but they're both winning over 20 races a year and making a heck of a lot of money doing it. So it's, you know, they're, they're both getting to what they want, just, just coming at it different ways. So, uh, Brett, going forward to the, the schedule for this year, uh, you know, the BAPS race, I kind of look forward to every year because, I mean, Modifieds at BAPS is amazing. Uh, and I see it's not on the schedule this year. And then last year, you know, it went from a 10,000 to 5,000 to win race. Now, was that mostly just due to COVID and, and sponsorship trouble or, or is there like a falling out with the track? We just, we just couldn't get a crowd. You know, it, okay. it's just... Um, for some reason, we just couldn't, you know, we tried different things. We had tried the 10,000, we moved it around and, um, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't coming out even close to being even, you know, I, Scott Gobrecht and I kind of felt the same way that we were, we were okay with not making any money with it. Cause it was a cool deal. Right, but right. when you start going pretty heavily to the negative, um, it's just hard to do it as a business, you know, and 
my my feeling, like I said to those guys, to, to Colton and those guys, is it's sometimes when you take something away for a year and bring it back, yeah, it gives it a little bit of spark, yep. you know. And um, I mean, I've heard that, you know, from different promoters that have had the World of Outlaws and taken them away and brought them back. You know, if you if you take a year off, it gives people that appetite for it. And right. you know, I think BAPS has a nice little deal going for the spec cars. Um, you know, with spec 358s when they run a couple shows a year, I think that way it keeps the modifieds there and you know, maybe we take this year off and come back next year and, you know, everybody will miss it and come out and we'll have the crowd that we needed to keep it going. What's the thought process of what tracks that you'd like to uh, showcase your product? Like I, I you chose Woodhull, our be- mine and yours, beloved Orange County Fair Speedway. Uh, well, obviously, Georgetown Fonda. What's the thought process? I want to take my product and take these guys to this track. Uh, there's a bunch of different things, you know, for uh, different even the different regions. Um you know, like the South region, we have a lot of big tracks, you know, the Delaware International, Georgetown, yeah. you know, yep. obviously Bridgeport was. The New York guys, you know, the, the the racers that follow me, you know, follow our series in New York State tend to be more bullring type racers. So a place like Outlaw, Woodhall, you know, uh, Penn Can, Thunder Mountain, Accord. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's where they're competitive, you know. Um, a lot of it, it depends on what, you know we got to have a track that's able to pay the purse and yeah. and yep. some of the tracks, you know, that we can go to, there's just not enough seats or there's just not enough of a draw. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, I like a track, but we, we don't go for a year. Like what I just said with BAPS, you know, sometimes you just got to mix the schedule up, um, and take a year off and then come back. Um, you know, some tracks call me, sometimes I call the tracks, you know, it all depends like this year, you know, both new Egypt and Bridgeport wanted to come back in and, um, which was cool. They both called and, and wanted to be part of it, which was great. Um, you know, like Big Diamond, we've, we've been doing stuff there even before I had a series. Um, 2011, I think, was the first time we did the anthracite race. And, you know, that was back when um, Fritz had the track with, with Krista. And, you know, we've had a lot of a lot of good shows there over the years. And, um, you know, it all depends on, on the schedule, what the tracks are looking for. And, and, um, you know, there's some I would have liked to gotten on this year. Like, I would have loved to have gone back to Potomac, but I, I couldn't find a date that I felt comfortable we were going to bring enough cars there. So, you know, we didn't do that this year. Um, so it's all a balance. You know, I don't ever want to I don't ever want to go to a track and not have a quality, you know, quality enough quality show, yeah. um, you know, because then we're, you know, we're not doing ourselves any good. Sometimes it's better to race less and do it right than just to try and spread yourself too thin. So are you constantly looking like each year at, at different tracks? Like obviously this year, you know, you got Ceilings Grove on the schedule. But are you constantly looking at different tracks in the area? Like uh, maybe we can even like tracks modifies don't normally run out. Like oh man, maybe we can get a show here and, and pull a good crowd. Or or how do you how do you figure? Yeah, that out? yeah. I mean that's how we ended up at Potomac. Um, you know, I went over there to watch some late model races on Friday nights, and then I ended up announcing there one night because uh, we got oh, pretty friendly cool. with them, and I was like, man. I was like, man, I'd love to see modifieds here. And then last year, you know, everybody shut down. Maryland opens. I'm like, well, right. here's our chance, you know. Um, so that you know, I'm, I'm always looking at different things, you know, the different tracks. And um, obviously, there's there's some looks like there's some opportunities in Central New York now with, um, you know, like Brewerton, Fulton, Utica, Rome. None of those tracks are on the on the Super Dirt schedule, so. You know, maybe maybe down the line here in a year or two, maybe we can go to one of those tracks or, you know, and some tracks like Accord, you know, I grew up uh, close to there. I grew up yep. right by Middletown. So, you know, yep. Gary and Gary and Donna, I worked for them. You know, I worked for them when I was in college. So we're, we're good friends. So as long as they want to have us, we're going to go there because we got a good friendship with them, you know. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's just a mix, and I'm always I'm always looking at different things, and um, you know we've been working pretty hard on getting this deal going down in Texas and Louisiana, and getting those guys some races, um, you know, separate from our Northern series. Um, so we've been working with you know some tracks down there, and um, you know that I think that's going to be a big area of expansion for us. Um, there's quite a few modifieds uh, being built and being bought uh, right now in Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. And um, we've got two already that have signed up to race in Florida, um, which is kind of what I was dreaming of would happen. I was hoping we could get 20 to 30 um, good cars in, in Texas and Louisiana. And when we do go to a North Carolina or we do go to Florida, we can get those guys to meet our northern guys and run. And uh, we're starting to get that built up, too. So I'm kind of piggybacking off of that. Is there like more of like a in-depth process in the way that you guys kind of like pick your schedule like picking which track you know what you guys want to go to or like is it kind of just based off of stuff that happened the previous year you kind of just gauge it off of that kind of deal i usually try i mean we we usually have a what i call a master schedule um so on that i write every dirt race every bridgeport race thunder on the hill whatever's going on so we try not to step on each other's toes and if we do we try and keep to be far enough away from each other you know um, that it doesn't really affect. So, um, but sometimes, you know, I keep pretty good records of the weather, how many people we had. Um, and I went, you know, like, like Accord's a good example this year, we've been running them later in the year. Well, I actually went back and found that the best, the best crowd that we had at Accord, um, was 2014 on a midweek show in April when we made up the gobbler that got snowed out in the fall. And I'm like, man, that's kind of interesting. So we moved it up to May this year you know, just off of uh, what we saw, you know, Delaware International, we bounced around with that date, but I found the best date for there is April, an April midweek show, which there aren't many of those because you beat the beach traffic. Right. And Delaware is like the first Delaware International is the furthest tow for a lot of teams on our South region. So you try and get it in early before they get burned out. So there's all kinds of different factors that go into to when we pick dates and some, some dates always work. You know, the beach blast at the end of August at Georgetown's always a good crowd, so we didn't mess with it. You know, the July 4th race at Fonda has been really good, so we didn't mess with that. We leave it alone. Yeah. Um, but then if, if a race is a little bit weaker with attendance or car count, um, then, you, then you start looking at all the past records to see what your attendance was at different times of the year. Have you ever considered uh, Lebanon Valley? Yes. Yep. That's uh, I, I actually – um, that's something that surprises people all the time because Fonda and Lebanon Valley have always been kind of, I guess you'd say nemesis, strokes. you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And actually Howard, Howard and I get along good. Um, Howard. you know, this year, especially with everything that we've been going through with the state and rules and regulations. I mean, he and I talked pretty much every Sunday or Monday, um, I'm like what happened to you this week, <laughs> you know? Um, cause we had <laughs> oh, all yeah, kinds of crazy yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. So, it's only 20 minutes from, uh, the Fuhrer's office there. Yeah. Oh, and it was, it was tough on us, you know, all of us in the capital oh, yeah. region, you know, uh, yeah, Albany, yeah. Saratoga. Yeah. Fonda, Lebanon. I mean, I, I got away with a lot yeah, at Fonda because the sheriff likes racing and he liked us and he really did his best to stick up for us. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the governor of New York has this, has this way of threatening counties, especially smaller rural counties with pulling their yep. funding. And, yep. you know, that's, that's what got us. So, um, but yeah, Lebanon Valley is not, is not out of the question. Um, you know, there's, there's, we've, we've talked quite a bit and, um, I'd never say never with that one. I'd say that's something that could happen, you know, down the road. All right. I got a suggestion. You ready for this? You're going to laugh. 
Well, you probably, yeah. but who cares? Um, the Loud Pedal and Brett Dale present the Race of Kings. We got to bring that. We got to bring that race back. That was a cool race. That was an awesome. That was weekend. a cool race. Yeah. I put it. Yeah, down I always enjoyed going to dust. that. And we'll yes, have the Race of Kings. That would be great. I, I and you be the man in all seriousness to pull something like that off too. It, there's a lot of people in my racing group that uh, actually it's one of their favorite weekends and they're. Uh, you know, disappointed that it's not around anymore. That would be great if that happened again. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's part of the reason we brought the Fonda 200 back because yeah, you know, I, I remember going to that. You know, you always went to that in between. Uh, you know, it was Dirt Week and then the Fonda 200, then Eastern States. And uh, you know, I, I got when I got Fonda, I said, man, I really want to bring this thing back. And uh, you know, yeah. now now the way things work up there, um, October really isn't an option because the fairgrounds is actually used for camper and boat storage and October 1st, it fills up. Um, okay. So we, you know, we, yeah, we moved like it to so. September, but yeah, it, it's, um, it, you know, that, that's right along with that race of Kings. That's one of those races you don't want to see go away. No, got to bring it back. So I Brett, like it. Uh, people, people talk a lot on the internet. And uh, so we, we got to know, do you get along with, you know, <laughs> Dean Reynolds and the guys over at super dirt car series? Cause if you look um, on the internet, people make it seem like you guys hate each other. Well, it's always, it's always we like, really don't. We 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 really I'm don't talk at all about that other organization. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, there's just honestly I, we I, don't I, talk at all. Um, okay. Yeah, we uh, back back when Parati, um, you know, Parati was in there, and you know yep. Scott Nicky and yep. some of those guys. You know, we talked a little bit. Now, um, you know that that has evaporated. So. Um, would I say he's on the list of my favorite people? Definitely not. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see it as being, you know, hateful. It's just basically when people ask me, what's the relationship like? I say, it just basically, it doesn't exist. They kind of do their thing and we do our thing. And, right. you know, it seems sure. like it's okay. You know, they had some good crowds when, I mean, they didn't race much last year, obviously, cause they're, no. cause of their geography, but you know, um, the year before we had good crowds, they had good crowds and, I really do think that, that there needs to be two series, um, you know, and I, I, I think the same way for the super late models with Lucas and, and World of Outlaws. Um, for these for these drivers that do race for a living, one series really can't provide enough events, you know. Um, they need to have they need to have all these events to make it work. And for, for you guys, for fans to be able to see these guys, they need to be able to race enough to justify going to all these midweek shows. So, um, you know, we need to have both series, definitely. I think your series is better the way you mix up. You, you try to bring, I guess, the whole Northeast together by having a North series and a South series, and you got some of the North series going down South and South coming up. I just think it's, I think your series is better. I think it's less lab. I think we're starting to get more point. crossover. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, you know, like really Gular, you know, Gular really yep. Yep. runs good up North. And, it you know, does. I think the deal with the, the, the deal with McLaughlin um, is a good deal, you know, to bring somebody good. fresh in and, you know, um, no, I I feel really good about where we're headed and the car counts and you know we um I you know I, I keep really good track of that. I mean we had we had a run there with the two Port Royal races and Pen Cam where we didn't even drop under 64 cars for a month. Um, you know, and we were doing as long as you can hold 40, you know, high 30s to 40 in the summer when everybody's grinding out, and then you know you get your big car counts in the spring and the fall, you're in pretty good shape. Um, and that's, that's where we are. You're never going to get 70 cars every, every Tuesday through July and August. Cause there's just too much racing. 
Um, but if you can get 40 good ones, and like you said, cars, drivers from different areas, I think that's really what people want to see. I noticed that uh, Orange County wasn't on the schedule this year. Is there a little bit of a falling out with those guys this year, or you decided to take a break from them? There's still potential for the October deal. Um, You know, we had talked, we had talked a little bit about um, April uh, and to be very honest with you, um, the the prospect of fans in New York in April is pretty slim. Yes, Um, it is. And then, you know, we don't know. We don't even know, you know, Brett Herman. Right. What's going to happen? Yeah. We, What's going to happen? We don't even know if Eastern States might be a two day show again. You know, could it be, you know, we don't know. So I'm not going to say it's, it's a definite no. Um, but, you know, I'd say that the North region schedule on our, our deal is very much subject to change because we, you know, it could be Memorial Day. It could be July 4th. Um, I don't see March coming and, and all of a sudden New York State saying, hey, wide open, you know. Um, considering we couldn't even have one fan for an entire year, I think it's going to be a slow process. Right. Yeah, it could be like you said, it could start hitting maybe late, like August, let's say, and then yeah, and you're pretty much already right. set, and you're you're yeah, you're you guys, everybody's in a rhythm already. Yeah, and if you notice, you know, Eastern States this year, I mean, last year it was going to yeah. was scheduled to be on the dirt schedule, and this year it's independent, and a lot of that has to do with um, you know the online viewing. Uh, you know, where I bring Dirt Track Digest, obviously I have an agreement with them and Dirt has yep. Dirt Vision. Well, if, if you get to the time in October and there's not a full crowd, the track needs its own pay-per-view to be able to sustain it. And Middletown left themselves, you know, wisely left themselves open, you know, and made it unsanctioned and didn't align with anybody because if they can't have fans, they can do their own TV and try and generate a little bit. So, Brett, I have a totally off-the-wall question. Oh, here we go, Brett. Okay. All right, here we go. I apologize. Did you ever work at Grandview when you were younger? <laughs> you know, I actually uh, did some Victory Lane interviewing there, um, and I did some program stuff, uh, did some writing in the program book. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't officially work for the track, but I did do some stuff. Um, and I think I did announce there one time, I, uh, back when Rich Tobias was leasing the track on Sundays, he used to do Speedsters. I don't know if you remember that, but I, I did one or two shows there for him, actually. Any chance that the Short Track Super Series ever goes to Grandview? I'd say that it's it's not a definite no. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, it, it's, it's a hard situation no. because, because uh, you know, obviously they have a good relationship with Bob. Bob, Bob one thing about the Rogers is that, uh, you know, they're, they're very loyal people. Um, you know, I give them a lot of credit for that. And, you know, they're obviously very loyal to Bob um, because they've had a lot of success together. And it's hard for them to come say, hey, we're going to bring somebody else in here to promote a special show, you know. Um, And I can and if I was on the other side of that and I had, you know, however many, 30, 30 some years of Thunder on the Hill, um, you know, I probably wouldn't want them bringing somebody in either, you know. Um, But I I mean, as far as, you know, conversation with them, you know, I, I do talk to Tina. Um, I like Tina. I've always, I've always liked Tina. And, um, you know, I really liked Bruce. I, I thought a lot of Bruce had a lot of respect for him. I think he did a lot of good things and he was very humble about it, you know? Um, so yeah, if the opportunity came up, I would definitely say yes. Um, and, uh, I think it's just one of those things that's got to be handled the right way so that there's no hurt feelings. Yeah, Josh is dying for a, a short track Super Series show at Grandview. Oh, I think it would be good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course it would be good. Our very own Jennifer yeah. uh, works works there at the pizza stand in the pits and sells plain pizza. 
Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Famous uh, Grammy Pizza. Yeah, well, how she yeah. makes her money, she has a topping side hustle. You have to bring your own, and then she charges you extra for the topping, but pockets that money. <laughs> hey, you gotta have a side hustle. That's how that's how we fund that's how we fund our show. It's actually a money. She has like this money laundering kind of thing going in that little pizza shack there. It's something else. You go check it out. Yeah, it probably happens in my own concessions. I don't even know about it. <laughs> uh, it, it, it well, if I, if our Jennifer's there, it probably is happening, Brett. Mm. I'll, I'll it's got to it's got to start somewhere and it ends somewhere. You know what I mean? I think the uh, I think the Fat Daddy's Barbecue down at Georgetown is probably the best track food I've ever had. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, they they definitely have some uh, they definitely have some good stuff and. You know, they, it's hard, you know, it's a hard deal there at Georgetown um, because we don't race every week, you know, to get into a routine with the concession stuff. Um, like Fonda, we do it ourselves, obviously, but we're there every Saturday. Um, you know, with Georgetown, you could go a month, five weeks in between races. So, um, but yeah, they've done a nice job for us and they have good stuff. And, you know, um, it's, uh, I'm really, you know, Georgetown has been good. It, it's been a, it's been going the right way. You know, the car counts have been good and the fan counts are good when we have decent weather. And we finally got good clay after five times of redoing the track. We finally got the clay we want. And um, the racing's been really good. We aren't burning up tires anymore. So um, things are good there. And, and uh, we're going to keep plugging along with it. I got two more years, um, yeah, two more years on my agreement right now to keep keep going. So. Um, it's probably a lot longer than most people thought the place would stay alive. You know, it was looking pretty bad there for a while. So the guys down south in the our dirt modifieds, how far behind are they? I heard like ten years behind our guys. They sped up pretty quick after November. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they. Uh, I saw Shepard sent a car down there. Uh, you know, uh, Friesen just sent a car down there. Timmy Hartman that won the points. You know, with us at the series, you know, a couple of years there in the Sportsman, he just sent a car to Arkansas. Um, I think they, when when our guys came down there for that November deal, I think it was an awakening for them. You know, and it really woke the whole deal up. And we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, new cars from our area, new cars. I know Jerry Higby had a car he just sent down there. Um, yeah, I think you're going to see them get quite a bit more competitive. Um, while we were down there, uh, Caleb Dillard was pretty fast. You know, he ran pretty good. And that uh, Shane Bear that ran Brandon, Brandon Hightower's car, he was competitive. Um, and Dillard's actually the one that got the car from Matt Shepard. Uh, so, you know, you know he'll be good. And um, They definitely were behind, um, but they didn't. They don't have the resources that we have. You know, right in the Northeast, we've got all these speed shops and barons and chassis builders. And, you know, everything's right at our fingertips. We're down there. Um, you know, I, it took me a while just to find someone to sell the American racer tires for the cars. Um, oh, wow. so with our guys going down there, um, you know, and even, um, the one night there was, uh, uh a younger guy, Tommy Rasco just bought a modified and he came over to me and said, man, I can't get this thing to turn. And, uh, I walked him over to Jeff Hetzler and Hetzler walked over and went to his car and, and helped him. And by the second night he was going quite a bit better. Um, so it's just a matter of getting them the knowledge to, you know, to get up to speed, really. Yeah, that's really cool. And now you got, now with this whole deal, now you got Brandon Hightower coming up north, you know, and running a whole season up here. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's going to help. It's definitely going to help, you know, get the word out. Um, there's a lot of interest down there in our cars. Actually, the promoter of um, Arklatex Speedway, Gene Boyder, uh, 
he actually just bought one for himself because we went we went down there and raced. He thought it was so cool, and um, he just got one. And you know, I think you could see twenty five, um, twenty five cars probably at some of the shows for the for the Louisiana deal. And I'm hoping, uh, you know, that we can keep it growing down there because there's some really cool racetracks. I mean, I uh, Kenny Schrader is the one that told me about Arklatex because um, I really didn't know where to race down there. Right. And, um, he told me, he told me, so yeah, that place is really cool. And, um, he was right. The racing was really good. And Chatham was cool. And, you know, I've been looking around boot Hill, um, dirt on the rev. There's a bunch of really, really cool little racy tracks, um, down there. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping we can get a couple of races in Texas this year for those guys too, just to, just to say we did it. Cause, um, there's some, there's some, you know, pretty decent little quarter miles in Texas too. They had the dirt south versus the dirt north years ago when Bob McCready went down there and won. Yeah, actually, um, that was uh, right right in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, they ran down there. Uh, that was something Donnelly had done. And, and actually, it was, it was funny because Hetzler had told me he went down, you know, he went down and raced with us this year in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And he told me he, he kind of just missed out on that, you know, when he was coming up. So it's something he wanted to check off his bucket list. And, um, you know, I know Eugene Mills and the 30 guys, they really want to go down and race because they had, they did it back in the day with, with Donnelly. And um, I think it's going to be a rebirth of the modifieds down there. And that's good for the class. We, you know, I think our, our racing right now in the modifieds is, is really good. And, um, you know, late models have gotten so aero dependent with the noses and everything. Sometimes it gets hard to pass and, and the sprint cars are, you're going so fast in a 410. Um, I think we got the perfect balance of speed and passing. And, um, you know, I think there's there's a real potential there to keep going bigger and bigger. Yeah, hopefully it keeps growing bigger and bigger, especially for us fans. Yeah, and then if we can get some of those guys to come up here, it all goes back to what we talked about before, is getting that mix of different drivers. You know, when Hightower came up, um, he ran uh, his first race he ran in the Northeast was uh, our beach blast at Georgetown. And uh, we put put his car behind the grandstand and stuff before the races, and you know it got a lot of attention. And that's that's what we're that, at the end of the day. My job is the entertainment business, you know. Yes. Um, yes. And things like that make it different, and um, you know that that's what we need to do instead of doing the same old thing. Yeah. Now, if you could just figure out a way to get cars behind the grandstand at Georgetown more often, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I've been looking at some different things with lighting. Um, you know, we can make make a loop down through there. That's one of the things we were actually looking at. Um, I was over there last week doing some stuff, uh, especially for the Melvin Joseph race or one of the bigger races to be able to, to do it. Um, you know, Melvin Joseph race sticks out cause it's a Saturday, you know, midweek shows, you're always so tough on time cause you're already in Delaware, you know? Right. Um, but something like that, it would be cool to be able to do it. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully you can pull it off. I know Bridgeport used to do it and they kind of got a, I guess they, you know, I, should say they got away from it because when we had Brian go down on last year, he said it's all the driver's fault because they're too lackadaisy getting in their cars to do it. <laughs> yeah, it does get hard to get them on the racetrack sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you, everybody wants to get home early, but everybody's got to get out there to start too. So, um, we actually, it, it's gotten better a little bit this year, uh, but. It, we had we had the same struggle with just getting people to the line to get them moving. I like I like the horn, you know. Granby's got that horn that that works. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah get that, their asses water truck here. here. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah, it out. Right, keep yeah, it hose it down. Send like uh the the staff in there with riot gear if they don't get in their cars and all that stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I usually tell Jeff Allen start reading the lineup and that moves them. <laughs> the tractor <laughs> they can hear it. 
<laughs> what, one last question before we wrap this up. Have you ever thought or do you see yourself, I don't know, in the future of going down under what your series for a race or a couple races? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like I like the different like Louisiana. I mean, we, we did it. I think we had still had 60 races this year or whatever, even with COVID. The Louisiana stuff was so much fun because it was different. I really enjoyed myself. Like that whole week was really cool. And I, I think that doing something, uh, you know, in Australia would be the same thing. Just, just to say we did it, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I would definitely entertain some, something there. And I think, you know, when things get back to a little bit more normal and travels a little bit easier, I think you could get a handful of drivers from up here to do it. I think the interest would be there. Look how many sprint car drivers do it, you know? Yeah. And midget drivers and except, yeah. Yep. Yep. And it works so, out perfect. Yeah, I, I definitely would. Yeah, that would be, yeah, because they got basically the, the same cars are over there. Yeah, and actually most of the modifieds, um, most of the modifieds in Australia run on American racers. They run the bigger, um, bigger right rears. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's definitely a connection there. And their season is during our off season. So right it works now. out perfect. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be cool just to see it, to say we did it, um, you know, and it would give, some of our drivers the opportunity to make a little bit more money. Bob McCready's one over there, by the way, too. They haven't. It, I right. think it'd be awesome. I, I think it'd be really yeah, good. That that would be great, and we're, we're we'll be there. Yeah, probably not, but that'd, good. that'd, that'd be great. We'll though. be there. On, <laughs> we'll, be tuned in. We'll be there. We'll be yeah. there in spirit. We'll be there on Dirt Hack Drive. <laughs> be on the website. We'll, we'll, there you we'll go. Watch. Brett, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Uh, very informative. Uh, good luck to you moving forward in the 2021 season. Thanks, Brett. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Appreciate it. See you later. See you, Brett. All right. Have a good one, Brett. That was the promoter of promoters, as Brian put it. Brett That's That's the man right there. That is the man. That look at look at this guy. Look at what he just talked about. I want to go down south. We're getting popularity. Go down to Maryland. I'm up here. I'm over there, and it's working. And I want to go to Australia. And we're gonna go to Australia. They did have a dirt series, and Bob McCready went over there too. Uh, Just want to point that out. That's that's barefoot Bob McCready, Jennifer from Watertown, New York. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it, but it's uh, you know, the short track super series. I feel like they're chasing, or super dirt car series is chasing short track super series. I I I 100% agree because all right, you know I grew up here in New York, but the super dirt series pretty much is Canada and New York, where right. Brett is going to Jersey to Maryland. Now he went down south, Pennsylvania. Hey, He's in New York. He's in some spots in New York, too, but he's going all over. And look at all the different tracks. Sealands Grove. He went to Potomac for the first time. And I don't, uh, yeah, De- I don't, he's got Delaware. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't get why Super Dirt doesn't expand out. Is, are they scared? Like, they're not going to get the car counts? Or I, 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 don't, I don't get what it is. Or, I mean, most of the guys in New York are full-timers. Yeah, so for the, the majority of them. Now you got, you know, the Jersey and PA guys that I learned for living down there in PA for three years are more blue collar guys. And they're no, still coming. And some of those guys are coming up here and racing, the better ones, you know, Guler and those guys. I know, like, you know, a couple of years ago, because the Super Dirt Car Series went to Bridgeport for a couple of years in a row and then they stopped. And apparently, you know, drivers were bitching that it's too far of a haul and a midweek show and shit. But. Now, I think now with the Short Track Super Series, and Brett does a lot of midweek shows, like yes. he says, down in Delaware. That's a long-ass haul. I think, so now I think I don't think the long haul is an issue. I don't, you know what I mean? So I don't understand why they don't expand. Maybe it's because the schedule's already so packed with 
all well, Brett isn't traces. It the, uh, isn't it the the uh, the bodies and everything like how the cars are all different and they're drawing different tires and all that other shit? Well, like people don't want to. Yeah, they're running Hoosiers, but I mean, even still, like when they come down to Bridgeport, you still have your regulars down here that have buy Hoosiers for that race. So. Yeah, but you're seeing the guys. All right, the New York guys that don't like. All right, I know Stu and uh, Matt have the financial capability to switch from American racer to Hoosier, American racer to Hoosier. I get that. I get all that. But like, like you said, Mike, it's like, cause Brett's going to eventually, um, Dale's eventually probably going to hit a couple of the Canadian tracks too. I think he's, isn't he in, doesn't he have one in Oswegian this year? Canada? Uh, hold on, I'll pull it up. I mean, the guy's going, I'm sorry, man. This guy's making it happen. Obviously. He's going to another sprint car track this year at Sealands Grove, which I, I love that facility, by the way. Right, John? It's a pretty cool track. Negative on yeah. the, negative on the uh, Canada yeah. race. Negative on the, wait, negative on the Canada race? Yeah, that's Super Dirt Car Series that's going there. Oh, all right, I knew it was one of them. Um, okay, so eventually he's going to be up there. You just know he is. Eventually, yes, I think he will. He's going to make Australia happen. You know that. He's going to have at least, I say, like a three, four, I don't know, whatever, like a week type show. Those guys, when those guys went over there, I think I think it was Donnelly. They, it was pretty cool. You see him load, like load up on a cargo container or the cars to go over there. It was pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, that's got to be expensive, though. Yes, I agree. But yeah, figure the money. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say figure the money back then till the money's. But it's the same with. It's the same money. It's a super dirt car series. Yeah, but they yeah. they went over there. They had you know McCready, Hearn, all those you know all your big dogs would go over there. Yeah, I mean, I don't care where you. Uh, I don't care where you hold the race. Shepard and Friesen will be there. They'll be competing for the win. That's for sure. And They'll be up front. And if you throw and if you throw, you know, our our little Canadian buddy there in the mix too. If you know, if and when he's also, you can't count Maresca. If Maresca's there for a, a day of show, you can't count little Whitey Mouse out. I mean, Mahaney. You, you uh, never know. And honestly, no, right. if, you, if you make the race, you have a chance to win it. And yeah. honestly, honestly, I think uh, you count Jack Laner in there because he's done a lot he's of traveling too. When Danny Johnson has said you come a long way and you're going places. You're going to probably go places. Probably not, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did, he, did he did he mention NW at all? No. NW. NW. Ready? I'm holding up the sign. That's not for Diamond Dylan either. Look at the car number. Look at the car number. Oh, yeah. Why am I worried about him? Damn. Why did you Oh. Yeah, well, oh, well, you heard the man. He hasn't ruled out a short track super series at Grandview, but you know, that isn't going to be this year, obviously. It's probably more on the 30% side that it's going to happen. I say in the next, <laughs> I, maybe next year, 2022. He hasn't said no because of, there hasn't been any discussions about it, so he can't say no because of, they haven't said no. He so. seemed he seemed pretty interested, in my opinion, in Jennifer's money laundering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he wants in. He wants in. He wants he in on that like, pepperoni. He wants a cut. Oh, he wants to cut that pepperoni. Now, if I could do this at Delaware, I could funnel the money through Jersey, right, up through Fonda, and make it its way back down to PA, where Jennifer can have that shit fucking spotless clean. <laughs> no. 
it has to, it has to be meat toppings only. It's the only way we can get it because when you throw a veggie in there, down you know it's going to raise a it red makes flag. It healthy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a definite red flag at a, a dirt track. Yeah, no healthy pizza. So I, I mean, Brett's payouts, in my opinion, are better. It's less laps. We've talked about this, and he's just had look two possibly potentially two fifty thousand dollar to win races. One at Fonda and one at Port Royal. He's just I, sorry. He's again, the guy is impressive. Well, they'll both happen as long as COVID doesn't fuck it up. Yeah, we need to go racing this year. We do. Yeah, we yeah, in all states, in all states, like full. Let's go. Let's get this done because you guys want to go to the valley and hit the capital district and all that stuff. And the race of kings, you said sounds pretty good to me. Watch that happen. Maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll be the we'll be the title sponsor for that one. <laughs> I don't know. How. We'll we'll present it. We can present it, yes, yes, we can present it because we because we broke. <laughs> well, well, not necessarily broke, right, Jennifer? <laughs> yeah, uh huh. We'll tell Brett money laundering, yeah. We tell yeah. Brett to get all the sponsors lined up, but we'll be the presenter. Let them let them cover it, and we'll just be the presenter. Yeah, Brett, you get all the purse money lined up, and just put our name on there because we came up with the idea. There you go. That's, that's how this works. Yeah, it's how I'm pretty it works. sure. I agree. That's how it works. Well, Wait, Brett, just feel uh, sorry for us and just put our name on there. Feel sorry for us. Yeah, somebody's felt bad for you. And he really, he sold a couple programs at Grandview. Wow. No, 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 no. He didn't sell any. He said he did writing in them. He wrote some articles in them. Uh, and he did a little uh, post-race interviews. Because Jennifer kept waving me back when I was ready to leave the show for like for good. He so, never sold any programs. He right. did writing. Big difference. <clears throat> so he's still wrong. He's still wrong. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, thank God. See, I told you I was right. Yeah. Uh huh. Take your nine J and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean. Yeah. I hopefully we get to go back racing like full blast this year and, and everywhere. These short seasons aren't aren't it. It's, it's not the move with these shortened seasons. It's ridiculous. No, uh, thinking, I mean, if New York got opened up nice, then I don't know because I think I don't know. I think PA and New Jersey and Delaware. Would be we okay. should be good. Yeah, we should be good because that I was know, just because of the two week. You know, blah blah blah, and they had yeah. to wait or whatever, and it two weeks turned into seven months. So you know. Yeah, and as you saw, New Jersey's governor just allowed the uh, indoor spectator events, so they should be able to get their uh, indoor dirt race in in Trenton. Oh, Trenton. Yeah. Shit, when is that? I think it's in February. Yeah, that's usually didn't that usually happen by now? No, it's no, that February. was the Allen. That was the Allentown. The Allentown one happened. Like yeah, I know that, but I thought Trenton was around before date. Christmas. No, it's in no. Uh, February, I think. I could be wrong. But yeah, the Allen. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're 100 yeah, percent right. Allen, the Allentown race would have been this past weekend. And I think or, uh, or maybe this weekend coming up. And usually, yeah, you're right about yeah. And usually, uh, what towards the end of the month is the. Uh, Ah, Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Yep. And then early March is the uh, Syracuse race, right? Yeah, and they used, they had one. They were going to Albany up up around there too. I don't see that happening. Yeah. 
but one never knows what the hell is going to happen. So Eric, Eric Rudolph usually wins that championship anyways, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. He's got that thing. Yeah, pretty much figured out. He just pretty, runs people out of the way. Oh, that's what you got to do with those. It's like, you know. Yeah, there's no passing. You just got to move people. It's like going to SNS Speedway. It's just, I, the way I'm going to get around you is I'm just going to stick it and just shove you. Yeah. We should that's go there. I was say, is that how Scooby? Oh, now, in, uh, now you want to go there. I used to be 10 minutes from there. We can go there. They, uh, We're they actually have, planning on going there. They're having Wait. a big thing. They're having a big thing there coming up at SNS. Where you can like buy a raffle ticket and race against uh, drivers yeah. and shit. Like Howard. Like, um, yeah, Howard. Uh, I think Brian Watts going to be there. Yeah, him. You know, James Parson will be there. Ryan Watt, that's that speedway. James Parson is probably already there. He's probably yeah, camping he, out right now. He bought all the raffle tickets for the yeah, Ryan so, Watt race. I want to win. <laughs> I want to win the chance. The race against my idol. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, guys, he's out there camping out. I think I saw him last time I dropped my son off. There's James. I waved to him. Big <laughs> clown. Uh, this. Thursday say? night, we're doing it this Thursday night, kids. We have Anthony Perego on the show. Getting man. man. Sir Anthony Perigo, so that's that's another good episode. Did we know him? Sir uh, Anthony yeah. Perego? Sir Anthony Perego, yes. You know me and my nickname. I mean, come on. That should be a good interview. That should be. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to next Monday with the Everett Express. Gerald Fishing. Chamberlain. Yeah. Get some, Ger- we'll, call, get a, we'll call him Gerald get a, just, Chamberlain. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta milk him like you did, you know, with Bright Billy. You just gotta get him going. Once you get it flowing and then yeah. <laughs> Tell us about ready. Yeah, just sit back and enjoy. Yep. <laughs> crack crack open and just you know, take a take a listen. Why did Kenny get more wins than you at Reading? because uh, he's better. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think overall Chamberlain has has more career wins. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, Chamberlain's got... Well, back then, you figured out how they counted when He's got anywhere between five and 600, and Kenny's got, I don't know, 450, but I think that's... I think Kenny has over 500, in my opinion, but... Okay. Whatever you say, Hoss. Well, back then, like, the, just the way they, you know, I don't Are you know. Using the uh, Brett was... Hearn uh, metric there for counting <laughs> up wins. Yes, or... they used to meet. Yeah, Brett Hearn's career wins are counted with the Dominion system, the voting system. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm using to do my taxes this year too. Turn 600 uh, into a 900. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a multi. We'll all be multi-millionaires. Just use use my system. 99.99. We're special. You buy one, get six of them for free. Pay shipping handling at fifty dollars a pop. That's funny. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. That was a great show with Brett Dell, the promoter's promoter. I'm signing off. My with my co-host, Big Daddy Mark Clark Griswold. PBR Josh Schaefer. Jennifer Punchy the Ghost. Houseman. And of course, me the mouth. And you've been. Black flag. Shut the f up!